0: Hello and welcome to White Wine Question Time. This episode is recorded during the coronavirus outbreak. So I'm conducting these interviews over the phone, less White Wine Question Time and a little bit more White Wine FaceTime. And now, on with the show. And welcome to Work Wine Question Time, the podcast that brings together well-known friends to talk through three thought-provoking questions over three glasses of wine. And my guest this week is an actress, comedian, impressionist and TV presenter who shot to fame on Channel 4's hit comedy, The Inbetweeners, where she played Charlotte Hinchcliffe, a.k.a. Big Jugs. In 2018, she appeared on ITV's I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here and finished second to Harry Redknapp. Since Leaving the Jungle, she's been a guest host on This Morning, as well as frequenting a regular presenting role on the spin-off I'm a Celebrity, Extra Camp. And this autumn, she's planning to embark on a solo tour in the UK called Emily Attack Has Left the Group. Never has a show been more appropriate. It's all built around the amusing tales of those who have completely lost the FOMO, the fear of missing out, those that have got a bit of JOMO, the joy of missing out. And I'm dialling up Emily. Hello. No. Emily, it's Kate Thornton.
1: Hi, Kate, how are
0: you? I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. I thought I'm going to be authentic, even though we're not together. Normally, I would be filling your glass, but please do feel free to drink along in these worrying oh, times. Oh, good. I will. I'm going to, I'm going to pour glass. In a second. Oh, good. Well, OK, so listen, I don't know if you know the, the premise of the show. The premise of the show normally is that we have three glasses of wine and three questions. Mm -hmm. So you're in lockdown. Yeah. I want to know who are your dream group of people to be in isolation with and why would they be so important? Right. So,
1: dream group of people. Well, I have to be my family. Got to be my family. Yeah. Because they are, and with my family, they aren't just people that I, you know, have to see as an obligation. They are the funniest, brightest, most incredible. They're talented. They are wonderful people that i genuinely just always want to be
0: around well i've, I've had the pleasure of meeting your mum a couple of times and yeah, she's she's an incredibly yes. talented woman she's an impressionist a comedian yeah. she's called kate robbins she's and she's you know,
1: I'm, i remember when i was about nine years old and i went to see her in um in a show in, Ed, in edinburgh and um I remember she came off stage and there were people coming over asking for autographs and things and this woman just looked at looked at me, and I, I was only young. She looked at me, and she said, "Is that your mummy?" I said, "Yes." Yeah. She went, "Your mother is one hell of a woman." Aww. And I've never forgotten it. You know, you so, you know when little things stick out in your mind when you're little. It's really that lovely. That. I've just always remembered that, and I remember thinking, "One hell of a woman." That's that's a really great sentence.
0: It really one is. One
1: hell of a woman. And she
0: is one hell of a <laughs> woman. And your mum worked the circuit at a time when women were just not prevalent in comedy. Yeah, and yeah God, it was, it
1: was so brave, really.
0: So tough. At a time when it was unheard of, especially for a woman with children to be out touring and working. I mean, we we don't blink at yeah. it now, but we needed women like her to come before us in order oh. for us to be able to do that. I mean, your mum's, you know, she's, she's, uh, she's opened a lot of doors. I
1: still watch uh, things like for inspiration, I've like I, I just filmed a pilot. I used to at my my very own sketch show, which has been wow. my dream my whole life. Wow! And, well um, done. Thank you. And my, well, just before I started, I I YouTubeed because like, my mum had the Kate Robbins show in the eighties,
0: yeah.
1: and I YouTubeed it and I watched it and I just found it so funny. I thought I would kind of cringe and be watching slightly, you know, uh, but it was so great and it was so inspiring. And she was actually quite ahead of her time. I think so. Really funny stuff. And yeah, I I always say that to her. Even, so when, even when I have a go at her and go, oh, man, you're so embarrassing about something, I always still remind her that she she is my idol and, you know, no one can ever top her in my eyes.
0: So you got your mum in lockdown. Obviously, your dad. Your dad's a musician. So at least you have a mm-hmm. bit of music in the house. You've got comedy. You've got endless uh, wit and good humour. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, who else is at your, your at your lockdown, uh get on your on your lockdown guest list? Right, so I mean I
1: would have to say Paul McCartney, he's definitely gotta come along
0: because he's gotta provide the tune. Well, and, um, well yeah, but that's a bit hurtful to your dad, he's also a musician, right? Oh, oh god,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, dad,
0: <laughs> but just, I suppose too, but... if if you are gonna have anyone <laughs> around that's got a bit of music creds, Paul McCartney is your So he, is he your mum's cousin? Did I remember yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah.
1: So he oh, so he um he was like with my mum and all of her um, all of her siblings so in Liverpool my grandma Bessie kind of helped raise Paul Paul's mum died when he was very young mm. um, and so yeah it was all yeah my mum kind of grew up around all of the, the Beatles all the Beatles kind of crazy times yeah. um, so yeah and I, therefore I, you kind of grew all. up
0: around Paul thinking well it's just one of mum and yeah, dad's friends yeah. you know
1: yeah he was, just, he was just an uncle in my eyes you know he's was amazing. He's a very, he's a family man and he's very kind. Uh, he's always lovely to me and my brother and sister. And we would, you know, we'd spend some Sundays there having Sunday lunch and at his house. And yeah, he was, he was he's a, he's a, he's a lovely man. He's a very, he's a family man. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, he'll always be that way. And yeah, he was always just so great. He was a really big part of my childhood. Um, and yeah, yeah, he was lovely. So he was definitely, okay. he's definitely happy.
0: Okay, and who else? Who else are you going to allow into Um, the house? To be honest, you know, you could just go into lockdown with Paul McCartney. That would be fine.
1: Well, I'm so lucky that I have a really cool family because then I can just be like, yeah, yeah, to get my family there. You do, don't Um, you? (laughs) I am very lucky. Um, I'd have Richard Davey there because I love Richard DeVay. We'd have a right
0: laugh. I adore that man.
1: He'd be making me laugh so much, and as well, I reckon we could write something together and create the world's next
0: like sitcom or something yeah and lockdown. and you know what? if he if he spots something in you then you've got him as an ally for yeah. life uh one of yeah, one of my yeah. again another one of my my friends locally uh she's a female stand-up called kerry godleyman i don't know if you know her yeah uh, i love kerry yeah, yeah. but ricky saw something in her and mm. she did derek with him i think and and mm-hmm. now she's obviously doing afterlife um, and it's, yeah, it's I'm given sure. her, it's given her an opportunity to act, which she's brilliant at in some amazing dramas because I mean, he just, he just loves her and, and so he should, yeah. cause she's, she's brilliant. She's so talented. Uh, but sometimes you need somebody, um, to, to kind of tell the rest of the industry, you need to look at this person. She's really talented. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. if you, if you incubated with Ricky, just think what could come of it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that, so we've got Ricky Gervais. I, your mom, have, have we let your dad in? I can't remember.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, dad's in. Yeah, dad's
0: cool. in. Mum, dad, Paul McCartney, Uncle Paul. Mum, dad, Paul, Matt, um, Ricky Gervais. My brother and sister, they have to be there.
1: They're there. And, and, How many people am I allowed? How many people am I allowed? So,
0: well, listen, you know, families have to go into lockdown. So, you know, Paul's effectively family. I mean, you, we've allowed Ricky in. I reckon you could have one more. Right,
1: all. Oh. Beyond family. Okay. I would have to be like a really stunning man that I could force to fall in love with me and then we'd just get married and have babies. So Amazing. that would be Is it wrong Bradley that as you Cooper. said that I
0: just thought, where are you gonna go and have sex with him without your parents listening? And Paul McCartney
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we would find a way, always do. Um...
0: <laughs> That's the spirit. It's like a war um, baby. Was, yeah, Brandy Cooper
1: is like oh, oh I love God. him. That's,
0: That's a oh, good call.
1: So That's beautiful. a good call. And um, um, yeah, I'd have to have him there because you need someone to flirt with. You need someone to put your makeup on for still, um, and you know, a nice little, nice little um, topless roll around. But then a full hand sanitizer session. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: My next question to you. We're going to talk about your Sorry, show in a bit because it's its like you knew. You, it's like you almost predicted the, the joy of missing out. I know. It is. Honestly,
1: like, I can't believe it. Do you know my show was nearly called Can't Wait to Cancel. <laughs> and,
0: and then the world cancelled.
1: Yeah. And now I'm having to rewrite so much stuff because it was all jokes about how it's so great staying in and when you hit 30 and you go, oh, you know what? I'm going to cancel that plan. And I'm going to, you know, stay
0: in and um, either get a boy round
1: or just chill on my ass. <laughs> get a boy round. <laughs> oh no, no. Oh, I can't do any of
0: it. Wow. It is almost like you knew. And, and so you're quite, you're quite well equipped to oh. these worryingly weird, strange new times. How are you coping? It's it's tough yeah. times, right? But it's necessary. We just have to a it, like you say. And how are you coping with like distancing yourself from your family?
1: it, is, it makes me so sad, you know, especially yeah, my, my parents, you know, they're sort of in their sixties and um I they're very healthy, but it it is a massive worry and yeah, it's just it's just insane. It's I I can't even but oh, it, it, it makes me kind of realise how lucky I am now and how many amazing people I do have in my life. It's mad. And what I keep sort of forgetting, when something happens in the world, it's, it's you know, and something terrible happens. It's usually only covering kind of one particular area of the world. This is the entire
0: world. I know. We've never, ever now, been but, more in it together. In No, yeah. It, it's certainly yeah. In, in my lifetime. And I mean, mm. history is being made right now. That's the That's the other thing that kind of hits you. Between the eyes, sometimes as you think, we are living through what will be, you know, a milestone in 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 history. But I'm just kind of trying to find out from everybody how they are navigating these these weird and wonderful times. And actually, the fact that you've got a show on sale right now, and I'm really hoping that by the time your tour comes about, which is in the autumn, people will be allowed out to go and see you know, live theatre and support the arts yeah. again because it's such a massively important part of, of our yeah. fabric, uh, of, of, of our culture. Yeah. Um, so your your show is called Emily Attack Has Left the Group and it's about <laughs> the delights of getting out of social plans. Um, and so obviously yeah. you, you've gone from being, you know, out-out in your 20s to in your 30s thinking, oh, I don't want to go out. What is the craziest or most extreme excuse you've ever used to get out of doing something in your quest oh, to find the oh Jomo God. and not the FOMO.
1: <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I've given so many excuses. Do you know, my mum always says, she says, always give one excuse only. If you if you start going, oh, I've just got a bit of a headache, haven't got much money, oh, i just, she said, no, all, it just all of a sudden sounds really needy and rubbish. So always give one excuse and really stick with your done. Like, if someone says to you, oh, Emily, why can't you come? Earache i yeah, the a good worst earache you could ever imagine. Or just something very random. And or something infectious. I
0: mean, that sounds terrible in times like this, doesn't it? Um, it's
1: awful. Terrible. I could never say that again.
0: No, you this couldn't, could you?
1: This is, no, this is the point. This is what I'm trying to, like, with the show. I'm going to have to rewrite so many things. Oh,
0: God, you are, not you? It sounds yeah. crass now, doesn't it?
1: It's, it just sounds terrible. We won't be We won't, allow, won't be allowed to say all those
0: things anymore, you know? Do you think this might change your mindset emily in terms of like not wanting to stay home and desperately needing to get out of the house once yes. we're allowed to
1: Yeah, probably i mean you know it's it's really just I and mean, i honestly the thought of this evening like i live for my weekends. i work very hard at the moment and you know i live to, for it to get to friday and to go and see my friends and as a single woman as well you know i my friends are everything um I put all of my love and energy into my friends because I don't currently have a partner. So it's like they're everything. And to not be able to see them, I, I honestly, I woke up this morning and I just felt so sad. I had like tears in my eyes because I was thinking about, like, I was thinking, I, for, you know, it flashed in my mind, yes, it's Friday. I'm gonna see the girls tonight. And then you go, oh no, my no. God. No, no. no. I know. And it's just so upsetting. Just I know. Wonderful.
0: I mean, I've got a friend it's that so lives literally over the road. And if I stand at my bedroom window, I can see our house. But oh. we can't. We just can't do it at the no. moment. And it's the same for the kids. No. The kids are gagging. Like, can we please just play football? Yes. I'm like, no, we have to. No. We all have to do this. It's social distancing. The only thing yeah, my son's allowed to fair. do is skateboard on his own on a quiet street. It's the oh, saddest sight. Boy. But it's the necessary oh. sight. It really is. Yeah. But I hear well, you. I'm... Is- I'm craving it's, that kind of... Do you know what I miss as well? I miss hugging people.
1: Oh, my God. It makes me realise how much I hug people. Yeah. I feel I feel empty. I feel like I haven't touched a human being yeah. in so long. And, yeah, and as I say... Especially you know, if you're, you're single,
0: single you, you know, you really oh. will feel that. I mean, even with my son, you know, it's been so drilled into them at school that we're not even hugging that much at the minute. What do you think is that you're going to really struggle with? Um, I think...
1: I just it's made me realize how much I'm surrounded with people and, and I've got so many amazing people in my life I've got I'm really close to my family I'm really close to my friends and you know I've been dating I'm on the dating scene and I go on dates and I have really lovely fun dates and you know like like nice little evening of some male attention lovely mm, <laughs> um, why not and I can't do any of that and yeah. um it's, and that made me kind of you know, and it, without, you know, I've been joking about this the whole time, but really, it's kind of, I kind of mean it. because You know, I, I, I've just never, I've never had to be really by myself. Because even if you do live on your own, you know, all my neighbours are my friends. Um, I've got the group girls, they all live in one big house up the road from me. Um, my sister lives nearby. I see my family. I'm never really by myself. Um, and if I, you know, if I want to go on a little date, i go got a date have a little kid with a nice man lovely 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 <laughs> and yeah i just I'm now going oh my god and and with being like a single woman on your own and a 30 year old single woman you you know I am sitting here kind of twiddling my thumbs going mm. oh god well I'm never going to meet anyone at this rate, <laughs> and it's such, and I've been joking about it like with the girls met me and the sort of single girls have been kind of going oh god this is going to be a
0: well, now, I, mean, you, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Do you use dating apps, or is is that just that, that's no, I'm I mean, just I begging to be in the sidebar app. of shame. I don't know.
1: I mean, I, I don't know, everyone's kind of using them now, um, and I, I sort of tried a dating app for a while, but it wasn't. I don't think it was really for No, um, I didn't really meet anyone on it. Even no, it was just kind of. I just it was more of an experiment. I Just wanted to see what it was like. Yeah. Uh, um, no, but I'm a very I I like meeting people organically. I you know I I like going out. I love Love chatting to new people. I'm the I'm a very friendly person. I, I like um, going to night places with my friends, and you know we all we're all very chatty, and um you know the single girls we all like going out since nice men and blah, blah blah. Um. So yeah, we we all kind of I've got a WhatsApp group with all the single girls, and have we're all going. Oh my god, what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to set up like Skype dating.
0: <laughs> well, you yeah. have. But in some yeah. ways, there's kind of a romance to that, isn't there? I mean, I'm trying, literally trying to roll this in glitter. But maybe yeah. there is a romance to it where you can start talking to people remotely yeah. and feeling yeah. out whether or not you've actually got some kind of, I don't know, groove, chemistry. Yeah. Do, I, do I sound like the oldest woman in town? <laughs> groove and chemistry. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> So if, if you're feeling the miss. You're, you're feeling like you're missing all of that already, and we're really yeah, only really at the end of our first week of, of of the yeah. government saying stay home.
1: Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I know there are many more important things to be worrying about, and and thank God that that is you know the, one of the only things I'm worrying about. You know, I'm a very healthy person. And my family are healthy. All my friends are healthy. I just uh, yeah, and there are people in much worse situations. Um, so yeah. It's a great thing. is a lot of stuff can be done from home nowadays. I've, it, it, it's inspiring me to write more. You know, write, 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 write. Um, that's what I would encourage self-employed people to be doing right now. Just like write. And I, I reckon that one of the world's best sitcoms is being written up right now.
0: Do you think? I, think? I think. I think. Honestly, yeah. I think some something good has to come out of this. Surely. Lots of good things yeah. have to come out of this, and some bloody awful things as well. Don't get me wrong,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, the same with every awful situation, isn't there? That even though it's like it's it's guts and it's the worst thing ever, there, there are so many acts of kindness going on, and it kind of reminds you. Um, it's but patriarch basics again, it reminds you that there are good people out there, there are kind people out there and yeah. um, so I just try and focus on those things really
0: yeah and maybe in, in this time you're going to have to really think about completely rewriting your show because it now sounds like you're just going to want to be out <laughs> yeah
1: well I mean yeah I think that this whole situation is going to be even just content for the show itself you know of just like of having to rewrite so much of it and having to reassess my thoughts on things and yeah um Yeah, and I'm just going to be really open about that in my show,
0: I think, and on how this will all be. Oh, I think Um, you know what? I think everybody will be really intrigued to hear what your kind of journey mm. is in terms of where your thoughts were and where they've landed after this. Yeah,
1: because everybody will
0: be having their own version of that, and there's there's so much that will chime with people. Mm. Um, Okay, your last question, my love, before I leave you to go and you know drown the rest of your prosecco, possibly through a straw. Moments in history like this, um, where we are now, where you're watching the news unfold, and and it feels, you know, it feels like the world's never going to possibly be the same again. And I just wondered, mm. have you had moments in your own life where you knew everything was going to change and would probably never be the yeah. same again?
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, I've you know, I've experienced grief in my life. Um, I, I, and I think I remember when my grandma died, my grandma Bessie, um and she was the you know, she she was the head of the whole family and we're such a close family and I remember when I'm um, being told when she was really ill and but I still refused to believe she was ever gonna die. I thought, Well she's she's gonna be fine It's grandma it's Grandma Bessie she's gonna be fine. She's a matriarch, she's um, infallible. Yeah. Yeah, completely and you know, everybody loses grandparents and it's always sad. Um but I think I'll never forget kind of the the sort of the, the impact that it had on everybody afterwards. Um, you know, we've had we've had grief in the family uh, in many sort of forms. We've had people you know die way too soon, uh, that, you know, through more tragic circumstances. Um, but there was this there was something particular about my grandma dying that really kind of made me think. Oh my God, we aren't invincible as a family and things will come along and try and destroy us all. And as strong as we all are and as close as we all are, I just couldn't believe how, how I remember just seeing how broken my mum was. And I, you know, the strongest woman in the world. And I just remember thinking, Oh my God, this is never, this is never going to go away because my grandma's never going to come back. The only way that my mum isn't going to feel this pain and isn't going to, you know, cry this much and be this sad. The only way that's going to happen is if my grandma comes back and she isn't. So, you know, it was that was a very strange that was a very strange time. Uh, how, old, was, how
0: old were you at the time, can I ask? I
1: think I, I was 17, I think and mm. my parents had just been through a divorce as well. Oh. Uh, and it, yeah, it really strange, really, really strange time, very emotional time for me. Um But what it did was, it kind of really sort of kicked me up the arse to be, to make something of myself and I I knew what I wanted to do and like just a very short time after that I started banging doors down and auditioning things and I got the in-betweeners really quickly
0: um, really and do you think that gave you the impetus yeah. to do that
1: yeah I think so I was I was living in a flat with my sister and um, my sister was only 16 we moved out because things were difficult at home like with my mum and dad and stuff and um so I was just like right Bob this let's get out of this so we lived we lived in this flat and it was god it was it was quite chaotic it was like our uni years really I didn't, yeah. go, I didn't go to university but it was kind of that was my version of university um and uh yeah living in flat and um yeah I, I i and i just knew i just sort of said to my sister right i'm going to be a famous actress it's all going to be fine <laughs> and that was just kind of the i had this thing in my head where well this has to work it just has to there's no, other options there's no plan you know, my B. family I felt like my family was crumbling apart and that was you know my family was my everything it was my um pillar of support and strength and I thought well everything's crumbling I thought well I have to I have to now make a life for myself and my sister and brother and and just you know it just it just really made me understand maybe grow up really quickly made, made me sort of think nothing is, is um nothing. Certain or guaranteed in in this yeah. world, you have to secure a life for yourself, so that when everything else crumbles, you've got you know you've got your kind of four walls that you can get
0: under and yeah. I'm putting myself in your shoes at that age, and to realise that you know first of all your grandma's gone and your mum's in pain, and you're used to seeing your mum as somebody that doesn't do necessarily pain. I don't know that's certainly my yeah. my relationship with my mum, and then when yeah. her parents died. I mean, I, when my my mum's dad died, I had to phone her and tell him, tell her that yeah, oh he'd passed God. away. I mean, it was just, and she was over, she was on holiday at the time. It was just, I mean, I'll never oh forget God. that. I well, never forget that. Well, I had to with
1: my granddad, which was very strange. A year after, literally, year day after my grandma died, and um, my granddad had a fall, and then my sister and I were the only ones that were around. And my auntie Amy just said, "Oh, can you just go and visit him in, in hospital?" Because everyone, well, no one was around, and I, I mean, so me and my sister went. And the doctor's took into the room and said he's gonna die and we need to get the family there as soon as possible. So we have to ring everybody. I to ring my own mother and say, you know, you have to get to the hospital because granddad's gonna die.
0: You, you are forced to grow up in those moments. And then divorce must be a really difficult thing to live through in your late teens when you've got the oh youngest. God. I mean, that that is so disruptive in terms of also your your faith in relationships and forever. Oh my God, yeah. And all yeah. of, you know, all of those things.
1: I would say with my parents divorce, that's something that me and my brother and sister, we never really got over it properly. Because it was, it, it was such a, it was so traumatic for us. And, you know, I want to stress as well, my parents, are very good friends now. And, you know, we've got with, with, you know, they still absolutely adore each other. And my dad has another partner and another bit, a child and, you know, um, and that, it, it's all, it's all absolutely fine now. but the trauma of of going through that as a I was a very very confused up and down teenager anyway and I just didn't I just couldn't cope with it I, I couldn't cope like none, none of us could really me or my brother or my sister we went off the rails for a while and um yeah everything was mad and you know you hear things in life like oh yeah people get divorced people get divorced every day grandparents die every day but it, it when everything it was all kind of happening at the same time and yeah. I was only like 16, 17, and um, my brother was like thirteen. My sister was about fifteen. It was just, it was just an incredibly difficult age to go through all those things all at once. It really, um, yeah.
0: I mean, like an almost like a, a house of cards coming in on you, isn't it? It's, it, yeah, it's yeah, completely.
1: And I, I don't think I'll ever like. With, there's, there are still things that I carry in my everyday life as a, as an adult woman um, that are still that I still sort of scrape along with me these dark clouds that I know are to do with all that those time. things yeah. yeah yeah I really I really do how I carry myself in relationships and um, it's you know I've, I've had I've had therapy and things like that and I I I, I very much advise therapy to anybody mm. Um, therapists are incredible you know and they've really helped me understand that and, and they, they give you a bit of acceptance they sort of help you accept why you feel certain things, why you behave in a certain way, what sort of makes you tick. Um, You know, there are certain things that upset me that might not upset anyone else because of certain things I've been through as a teenager.
0: Yeah.
1: um, It's sort of, they just give you a real good understanding of why you feel the way you do about things.
0: Yeah, what your triggers Um, are. And what, yeah. We end up with a lot of Achilles heels, don't we? Yeah. As a result.
1: But I know, I know now with those, I know that, so if I'm, if it's, if I go into like a bit of a dark place in my mind, I, I I know how to deal with it better now because I know I have to sort of remind myself why I'm feeling that way. And, you know.
0: Yeah, and that's um, what therapy is great back. for. It's giving you the yeah. tools to pull back from it and say, okay, I know I feel like that. I understand it. And, yeah, then, and then it's okay to feel yeah. like that and you come through I mean, it. Yeah. Whereas if you don't if you don't have that awareness of it, it can pull you under very quickly. Yeah,
1: yeah, completely. And that's why you've got to see a therapist have to do all of that mm. in order
0: to maintain a really strong relationship, it, it's forgiveness. Yeah. we all meant to date. forgiveness, tolerance, perspective. Yeah. Trying to understand somebody else's frame of reference. Yeah. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. But you know what, when you get yeah. all those components right, brilliant relationships with really strong roots grow. And and that's Completely. and that's what love is, isn't it? Yeah. Gosh, yeah. I've yeah. only had one glass yeah. of wine and been very profound. <laughs> we're like there <laughs> like, you we're know <laughs> And thank you so much. You're my first ever remote white wine question time. Really? Yeah. Yay! Um oh, and, mm-hmm. and I and I've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. I hope we get to meet so I can actually yep, give you, you in non-Corona times a big hug. Yeah, me too.
1: I'm sending you, you know, imaginary hugs.
0: If you want to support the arts and you want to um, go out and, and get your nights out back in the diary again. Emily is on tour uh, in the autumn. It's called Emily Attack Has Left the Group. Uh, tickets are available on Live Nation. Just go to their website and put in Emily Attack, A-T-A-C-K. And you can also follow uh, Emily on Twitter and Instagram. Your M Attack on Twitter and on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram is,
1: oh, it's so embarrassing, it's Emily Attack, uh, Emily Attack Official.
0: Official. <laughs> official Perfect. no room for impersonators here so cool. no pun intended <laughs> so go and book your tickets know that actually you're putting a little bit of money back into the theatre and you've got a good night out to look forward to
1: that yeah, sounds like we'll a fair deal together. yeah and, and hopefully by then it'll all blow up it, it would have all blown over and we can all just be together again laugh
0: again and have a good old baby A bloody hope so baby Well, that's it from us for this week. White Wine Question Time, as always, is produced by me, Kate Thornton, from my home in London, uh, with Caitlin Mercer, who's working remotely from Kent for Yahoo UK and is edited by Callum Goddard-Mucklow, currently chained to a table in his mother's kitchen. We are all following government advice and working remotely to bring you a show that will hopefully inform, amuse and entertain whilst making sure that no one is harmed in the making of it. Our music as always is produced by Andy Bell. His back catalogue is available on iTunes and Spotify. You can join our conversation across the week uh, on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at White Wine QT. And as a reminder, you don't need to plug in to listen to us. If you're no longer commuting or hitting the gym and you're at home, just tell your home smart device to take you to the latest episode. You just say, OK, Google or Alexa, followed by take me to the latest episode of White Wine Question Time. Now, before we go, we just want to reiterate a public service announcement. If you are experiencing a new persistent cough a shortness of breath, or an unusually high temperature, please, please follow government advice and ensure that you and the people in your household stay isolated for 14 days. If you live alone, it's seven days of isolation from the first day you develop symptoms. If your symptoms do get worse, call your GP for advice. And if you need any more information, it's all there. Just search Corona on the NHS website. Let's try to work together, pull together, and stay together to help flatten the curve. As always, even in high-stress times like this, do as we do and try to drink responsibly. But most of all, just stay safe. I'll see you next time. I won't see anyone. I've got just me, my son and these four walls and a shitload of cleaning.